tell you what, this has just been burning in me. Um, I ran across a scripture in Acts, it's chapter 1, and you can turn there if you want, but I want to talk for just a minute. Acts 1.1, and you know, the, the very first part of the first scripture says all that Jesus both began to do and teach. Do and teach. And we live in a society, and especially in America, where we got the teaching part down. Amen? We got teachers upon teachers, and we can teach you all kinds of stuff. But you know, I truly believe, and I know it's the heart of God for us as a people, as an Acts generation, amen, that we would be the people of God that would return to our roots and how God created the church to operate. It was both doing and teaching, amen. Brother Love, in fact, I was going to get to this in a minute, but i got to say it right now. A long time ago, he preached a word in this church and released this very thing, idea into the atmosphere, and it was called the Dispensation of Demonstration. Amen? And that's always stuck with me, you know? And we, we all hear, like I said, we hear things, we hear words, we hear good sermons, and it's like I can't recount all of it, but some things just really give you that little, you just, you know, something that just jumps in you, baby jumps in your spirit, Right? And so that just jumped in my spirit. I'm like, you know what? This is good. A dispensation of demonstration. I long to see the works that go along with the preaching of the gospel. Amen? Hallelujah. I have some thoughts that I just want to share before we get into this. And like he said, look, this is an open forum teaching tonight. So I may get a little excited, but if you need to shut me down because you got something burning in your heart, together we have the mind of Christ. Amen? Every joint supplieth. You have a supply that I don't have. I've got one you don't have. But together we can build each other up in our most holy faith. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, we as the people of God are not only to be in relationship with the Lord, but are also called to do His bidding. Please hear me. We have been anointed and appointed by God to release his kingdom wherever we are. I believe the Lord is bringing us into a season where these things will begin to manifest in us. Amen. We have all been qualified by the blood of Jesus. So don't disqualify yourself from what the Lord has qualified you for. Amen. You know, I was going, I'll share, that's a, that's a word that the Lord gave me years ago. I was in a situation, I was kind of depressed and, you know, disgusted about some things. And uh, he said, don't disqualify yourself from what I've qualified you for. And I understood real quick that, you know what, I, I don't have to pre-qualify myself for anything that pertains to the kingdom of heaven because the blood of Jesus is what does that. Amen? The blood of Jesus qualifies me. It qualifies you. It makes you well able to do whatever the Lord puts before you. Amen? Whew. And with that being said, I said we are well able to take the land. And I wasn't going to say this, but I want to go ahead and say, you know, the first little piece of land that you have to conquer is right here. 
There's a little piece of land that's involved, and it's right here. Amen? But you know what? The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. So we're well able to conquer this land. You can't conquer that land until you get this one conquered. Amen? You can't conquer that land out there before this land gets conquered. Amen? I'm already excited. I can't help it. You know, the gospel, I want to remind you guys that the gospel is good news. Good news. You have good news to share in a world that's full of bad news. Amen? You don't have to go real far, especially if you got Facebook to find some bad news. Amen? But you know what? We have good news. We have the answer to this world's woes. Amen? And what I love about what I'm teaching tonight is, you know what? I really feel like, church, that the body of Christ as a whole is moving into a dispensation, if you will, to where the whole body is working and moving together. Amen? God will always have generals. I understand that. There's a general right there. But also, you must know that the body of Christ was always meant to come forth and produce fruit. Hmm. Hallelujah. It's good news. It's always, listen to this, the good news has always been designed to be accompanied by action. Demonstration, if you will. Let's begin to pursue him in this way. God wants to put his super on our natural. He does. He does. Amen. I was telling Denise on the way up here, I said, you know, we've heard so much teaching about the flesh that we've all got this idea that this flesh is just some terrible thing. But you know what? It's all God has to work with. This is all God's got to work with is our flesh. Is it weak? Yeah. Does it mess up? Yeah. Will God still anoint it and use it? Yes. Will he? Amen. Out there in the prison. Come on. He will. Listen to this. Proverbs 25.2. You don't have to turn. This is Passion Translation. You might not have it anyway. But I want to give this to you. Listen to this. I'm going to kind of go a different direction for just a minute. But I'm trying to get a mindset through to you tonight. Proverbs 25.2 says, God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed to all by how they thoroughly mine out the deeper meaning of all that God says. Any miners in the house? Hallelujah. We are to mine out the deeper meaning of all that God says. You know, the word, the word will work at face value, but I want you to know tonight that there's things hidden and nuggets inside of the word of God that we are to mine out. And I got that scripture and chose it on purpose because it said kings. Guess what I'm looking at right now? A bunch of kings. A bunch of kings. Y'all don't believe me, do you? Okay, okay, somebody didn't believe me, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Revelations 1, 5, and 6. Listen to this thing. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, 
and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, now here's the meat of the coconut, and hath made us kings and priests unto God his Father, and to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know what's beautiful about that, Miss Patty? It says these words, hath made. Okay, I went to Caldwell, but I'm pretty sure that's past tense. And if it's past tense, that means it's already been done. It's already been done, brother love. So if it's already been done and it's past tense, then I'm a king right now. So you, I know somebody sitting there saying, well, I don't feel like a king. I'm sorry. Get over it. You are a king. Amen. Woo. Hath made us kings. And I'm, doing, I'm saying that for a reason. Because I, I truly feel like people truly all the time will disqualify themselves. Because they're saying, well, I, I haven't fasted enough. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't been living like I sh- just like I think I should be living. We put our own uh, tape up there. And if we don't meet all these standards, we think we don't qualify. But once again, I remind you, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that makes any of us qualified. Apart from him, we can do Nothing, nothing, not one thing. So with that being said, I'm getting to my text now. Acts 1-1, all I'm going to do, y'all, is read the first line of the first verse of Acts. And we're going to talk about it. I'm going to show you some things. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus both began to do and teach. Isn't that good? And you say, well, that's good, Brother Steve. It's packed full of stuff and meaning just right there like it is. Let me show you a little bit about what I'm talking about as we, as the people of God, as we go through the Word, we overlook every day nuggets that are here, not hidden from us, hidden for us. It's not hidden from you on purpose by God. It's hidden so you will get in there and mine it out. He wants you to get it. He wants you to have it. But it's not going to fall out like ripe cherries on a tree and hit you in the head. You're going to have to dig for it. Amen? Let me show you something. This is cool. Number one, Luke, y'all in agreement, Luke is the writer of Acts. He wrote the Gospel of Luke. He wrote Acts. Okay? We got that established. Okay, in this first verse he says, Oh, Theophilus, I got something beautiful to share with you right now. Number one, that word O, if you look it up and study it in the Greek tense, it's O with an exclamation point. Oh, you ever said O? Oh, Rosetta, I got something to tell you. It's so good. Now, guess what? They never found the man Theophilus. He has no genealogy, no lineage, okay? He's mentioned of twice in Scripture, both by the same man, Luke. Are y'all with me? So, if there's no man named Theophilus, how can we find out who he is? Well, the answer is in his name. Can I share it with you? This word is broke down into two parts. It's Theo. And Phyllis, now guess what? The word Theo means supreme divinity. 
which is God. And guess what Philos means? Friend. So then, the book of Acts is written to the friends of God. Somebody ought to get excited. Come on, y'all. This is a full gospel church, isn't it? Okay. Glory to God. The book of Acts is written then to the, the friends of God. Oh, friends of God. Listen to what I want to tell you about what Jesus both began to do and teach. And he wants to take that very idea and plant it in you. And watch you move in it. Whew. That's just in the first part of the first verse. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. He wants you to taste of a better substance. He wants you to taste of who he is. Amen. He came in the volume of the book. Lo, he said, it is written of me. He's in the book. Amen. He's in the book literally just as you read it. And he's in there in a way that you're going to have to dig and find it. Amen. Whew. So with that being said, everybody say this with me. I am. A friend of God. Woo! Glory to God. You know, Jesus began his ministry while here in bodily form on the earth, and he continues it today through his people. Amen? Glory to God. That's exciting. You know, I always say this, Jesus Christ is perfect theology. And what I mean by that is if you have a, an idea about, you know, is this biblical, is this not biblical? Well, what I simply do is say, well, did Jesus do it or did he not do it? And that's a pretty good way to live. Amen? If you find Jesus operating in a certain way, you know what? It must be acceptable before God. Right? So with that being said, we can say that Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Amen? Everybody agree with that? So, if Jesus Christ is perfect theology, why don't we look at a passage of Scripture in which he describes himself, which is Luke 4, 18 and 19. One of my favorite passages, and i got a bunch of them. Luke 4, 18 and 19. And look, I want to read this, and I'll read through it, and we're going to go back and look at it a little bit more in depth, but I want you to pick up where Jesus is doing and teaching. In other words, there's words coming out of his mouth. There's some action following. Yes, Amen. Yes, and the, here's what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach. There's the speaking. The gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal. There's the doing. The brokenhearted to preach. There's the speaking. Deliverance of the captives, recovering of sight to the blind. Set at liberty. There's the doing again. Them that are bruised. And here it is one more time. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Whew. He did some doing. He did some teaching. He did some teaching. He did some doing. It, didn't, it don't matter how you do it, but I'm going to tell you really what way does work best is when you put the Word of God out into the atmosphere, it creates the anointing that it takes to bring it forth. And then the action follows. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to put this out there to you guys. You know it's true. A supernatural lifestyle will always require risk on your part. There are people sitting under the sound of my voice tonight who have been called into an office specifically even within the church that are supposed to be prophesying, preaching, teaching, doing whatever God has called them to do, but they'll sit back and lay dormant when God has bestowed upon you a gift, an anointing, if you will, to do a certain thing for him. You've called yourself insignificant. You've called yourself, there's others that are uh, better than me at it. All that don't matter, honey. It don't matter. What's important is that you do what God has called you to do. And you give that part of what you have. You have a supply that only you can give. And nobody else has the same supply. And if you hold that supply back, the body is left lacking. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we must learn to move in faith as the Holy Spirit leads us. Amen. Now you know in the first part of Luke here, Jesus said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I got something wonderful to tell you about the Spirit of God. Did you know that the Spirit of God is in you to benefit you. Did you know that the Spirit of God is upon you to benefit others? Upon you. The Spirit of the Lord, everything that he described here was actions that were taking place outside of himself. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Sometimes we'll get so motivated and even seeking the Lord and, we're, and it's all coming in and we're taking it into ourselves. But there has to be a place where it's released into the atmosphere, into the area you live in, into the church you go to, into the schools that you go to, into the, into the stores that you frequent. Amen? So the awareness of what you carry means everything. Oh, Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, why is he making that distinction, church? Because God is saying, you know, those that just choose to follow me and to be obedient to the voice of my command, that's my, it's not that the ones that don't aren't, it's just that God's saying, I like that. I like that in a son when he's obedient to what I say. And then he, then he moves in obedience to release it. Amen? I've talked to a lot of people, even ministers, that'll say, you know what, I got a word for so-and-so. But then they start dissecting that thing. Well, you know, they're kind of, if I tell them, they, they get upset real easy. You know, might ought to not. And then, you know, waiting for a perfect time and all this stuff. And I understand discretion and all these things. But I also know this. In my personal life, I've come to know and understand that when God gives me a word for somebody, that's the time to go and share it and release it. And the sooner I'll release that word, the sooner he'll give me something else to do. Right. Absolutely. That is so good, sister. And I'm glad you said that because it reminded me that I wanted to tell you all this, that you know what? Everyone in this room tonight has a sphere of influence. 
You have a sphere of influence, and what I mean by that is there's people in your life and that are connected distinctively to you that aren't connected to me, that aren't connected to her, but they are to you. And so with that being said, you have an opportunity to demonstrate the kingdom of God within your sphere of influence. Amen? And that's what you're talking about. And so when you do die to yourself, and you do to obey God, I'm going to tell you something right now, church, you have to die to yourself. Because wow. he's really never going to give you something you get to school. You're going, okay, God, I can't wait to do that. You're going to be going, oh, God, do I have to say it, Lord? Do I have to do it? Yeah, yeah, you do, son. Yeah, you do. You have to do it. Well, Brother Love, you shared a scripture while me and you was together last week, and you probably know right where it's at. It was, Paul was saying, I, be, I, be, I become all things to all men. So, there, you know, what, what you'll deal with this person right here may not necessarily work for this person. And so you have to use discretion, and you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And he'll give you the right way to do it. Amen. You know, there's a way to present the gospel that's not just totally offensive. You don't just walk up to a, a sinner and say, you know what, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to die and go to hell. I've never said that one time to a person. You know what, I feel like that we as the body of Christ can actually love people into the kingdom. You know? Now, I'm not, there may be a place and a point in time when somebody needs to hear that. That's fine. I'm just saying that as a rule, you know what? We can love people and get close to them, and the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and give us the exact word that that person needs to be quickened to their spirit and they come alive in Christ. Amen? Look, I'm just giving you some more scriptures to go with the, uh, talking about doing right here in Acts 10.38. says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So if God's with him, how many dare say he's with us? Amen. He's with us. He's in us. He's upon us. He's anointed us. He's appointed us. It's our time. You know, I always say this in, in places to get people provoke them to think, you know, the books are still being written in heaven. The Bible says so. What will they say of us? If a book's being written, then that tells me at some point, Miss Helen, that thing's going to be read out loud before somebody. Somebody's going to be hearing the book about this generation saying, well, you know, these guys, what's it going to say about us? We have the opportunity for it to say the same thing and then some because Jesus said these things you'll do and greater works. Amen? I'm just crazy enough to believe for the greater works of God. Amen? The greater works. Listen to this, Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be ye content with such things as you have. For he hath said, past tense, once again, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I'm trying to drive it home to you guys that you have the Lord with you. He has not left you. I know some days we wake up and say, Lord, where are you? But that's only because we've moved out of position, not him. Right? Glory to God. And I want you to understand something. I want you to remember this. It's the anointing that you carry that's doing the work. You don't have to force things. You don't have to make it happen. It's the anointing. It's the anointed one and his anointing that's working in us. 
Amen? Okay, listen to this, Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. We have a yoke-breaking, yoke-destroying anointing, honey. I don't care. Get your eyes off the natural when you're looking at a situation and your God's called you to do a certain thing. Quit looking and saying how hard it might be or how difficult this is going to be. What a task, Lord. No, the anointing that you carry is well able to destroy, annihilate that yoke. Amen? Amen. That yoke of bondage, that yoke of sickness, that yoke of broken relationships. You put whatever you want in there. The anointing that we carry can break that thing. Oh, thank you, Lord. I really like this. Are y'all ready? 1 John 2, 27. Y'all get this. But the the anointing, oh, here we go again, which you have received. Uh Uh-oh. Did y'all pick up on that? Which you have received of him abideth in you. So everybody say, it's in me. It's in me. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. You have it. You have it. You have it. You have the anointing. You have the power of God residing in you. You have the power of God resting upon you. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. He's given you everything you need that pertains to this life and godliness. Amen? Amen. Whew, we're not lacking. We're not lacking any one thing. We're not waiting on any one thing. You know, we always talk about where we're waiting on revival. I got some news for you tonight. You are revival. You know when transformation will take place in Caldwell Parish? It'll be as a result of transformed people. I've been dying to say that somewhere. (laughs) Woo! I feel that. I feel good. Woo! God's transforming us, amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're all powerfully anointed by God. All of us. Now, here's what's beautiful. I want you to understand something about the anointing. All we must do is begin to place a demand upon the supply. Did y'all get that? We have to make a demand upon the supply. Okay? We are the conduit or switch, if you will, that God uses to bring about change in people's lives and the world around us. Isn't that something? That God uses us, man. I know we don't have to. He just set it up that way. But I'm really thankful. And I want to be used by God. Don't you want to be used by Him? Amen? Now here's the deal. We have established that the anointing is in you, right? So, what we have to do is get what's in you outside of you. And that's some doing. Amen? That's acting upon what you have and what you carry. Isn't that good? 
Now, we all under, I'm no electrician, but all of us in this room tonight can understand that there's a switch right back there that goes to these lights. And that power is coming into the top of that thing, right? And when somebody understands that it's time for service, they go back there and flip the switch. What happens? Poof. There's the lights. It's the same principle with the anointing. You are the, you are the switch. You got to flip that switch. Okay? You have to flip that switch and release what God has deposited in you. You know, when you're in there and that baby's sick, he's got 102 fever. I understand we take precautions. We do this, we do that. We call a doctor. But we can also release the anointing in the name of Jesus. Fever leave. Amen? Did you know? I'm just throwing out some facts tonight, too. Did you know that the longest prayer for healing Jesus ever prayed was 12 words? Is that amazing? He had a bunch of one-word healings. Guys possessed, go. It was that simple. Poof, release the anointing, go. God backed it up. They're out of there. Right? Is it true? Why do we make things hard that are not hard? You know why? I wasn't going to say this, but I've been dying to say this too. We compartmentalize God and we put him in this place that's right here when he's really too big to be put there. He really, if you're going to really know him, and that word know is an intimate word, you know him here. You know him here. And he transforms this to catch up with this. Amen? I found the spiritual promised land. It's right here. And the desert is from here to here. And it takes some people 40 years to get that from here to here. Isn't that something? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know what God does? When you get saved and, and he's washed, you, you washed in his blood, he puts a crown on your head and then watches you grow up into it. That ought to comfort somebody in here tonight. You don't have to strive, honey. You don't have to think, well, one of these days, Brother Steve, I'm going to be mature in the Lord, and I'm going to know what other people know, and I will be able to do what other people do. Well, you're already a king. You was a king the day he bought you with his precious blood. And he puts that crown on your head, and it kind of wobbles around a little bit. But sooner or later through life, if you'll stick with him, you grow up into it. Isn't that beautiful? You grow up into it. Hallelujah. So, we're placing a demand upon the supply. And with that being said, that brought me to the Great Commission. Co-mission. Co-laborers. Who's the co? It's us and it's God. Amen? We're working together. Amen? What a divine partnership. Listen to this, Mark 16, 20. I love this scripture. And they went forth. I'm going to stop right there. Here's the deal. They went forth. They left Life Church Wednesday night and went somewhere. They stopped by the store. They went home where other loved ones are. They went to work. Are y'all with me? Start thinking this way. Start thinking this way. 
And they went forth and preached everywhere, who the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So be it. The Lord working with them. But notice how the Lord wasn't just working by himself. Who was he working with? With the children of God that were out doing his bidding. They were out doing something on his behalf. You know, opportunity is all around us. Amen? Quit looking for it in such a religious manner. Uh-oh. Can I go ahead with this? Uh-oh. Quit looking for it in such a religious way. Look for it in a natural application. Amen? In a natural application. You know, Jesus went about doing good. In other words, when he was going to the store one day, he saw, looked over and said, huh, there's a young boy dead over there and his mom, they're, they're carrying him out crying. Why don't I get involved in this situation? Did he not? He's perfect theology. So that tells me when we come upon things that are happening all around us in the earth today, that it's okay that we get involved in it. And if we'll take a risk and step out there and do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do, he's going to back it up. Amen? He's going to back it up. Praise the Lord. The Lord will always confirm his word. He will always confirm his word. You can expect to see the miraculous when you share his word. Amen? You know, the, never, the Lord never intended for his word to come forth without a demonstration of his goodness following. He really never did, Brother Love. He never intended for that to be the case. But you know, we, we talked a little bit about this, but you know, we, we've gotten into this idea, we've got some good teaching and things going, but most of it is in concept form only. And as long as something is just a concept to you, it's really not a reality. Is that true? There's, it's just a con. It sounds good. It's, you might even think, you know what, that's right. But until you begin to act upon it, when you act upon it, it becomes a reality. And when you get reality in you, honey, that's a step in the realm in God that's past faith. You're not believing for it anymore. You've seen it with your own eyes. Amen? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Somebody's going to get this. Listen to this. It's 103, Psalm 103.20 in the Passion Translation. It says, So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, you guys, for you are his mighty heroes who listen to the voice of his word to do it. Isn't that beautiful? You listen to the voice of his word, and when you hearken unto the voice of his word, you're not saying, oh, that's good, Lord, thank you for telling me that. You're saying, I'm fixing to do something with that. Yeah. Amen? Something's fixing to change. Hallelujah. You know, you might say, here's the other deal. I, I knew somebody was going to be thinking this way, so I, I was armed for bear tonight. You might say, Brother Steve, well, I'm not a teacher. 
do and teach. I understand. We're not all teachers and stuff like that. But you know what? You have been saved by grace, hadn't you? You have been saved by grace. You do have a testimony of how God saved you. And let me tell you something right now. The very way that God saved you and the very scriptures he first gave you when you came to know him have the same power to deliver somebody else. Amen? I'm saying all that to say this. You do not have to be a scholar in the word of God to begin to operate and do and teach. You can say, here's what the Lord did for me. And you know, there's something powerful when a person begins to testify, the testimony is literally a witness of God's goodness. It, begins, it means to tell again. You're telling again what God has already done for you. And when you tell again, that same anointing that came into the room and transformed your life becomes evident again in the very sphere that you're in. If you're telling this person right here about what God did for you and they're suffering with the same thing and the same bondage, guess what? That anointing and the Spirit of the Lord was present to heal them. Does that make sense to you guys? It becomes available and then boom, it's working on them. Amen? All. Yes. Right. Right, right. Nobody's excluded. Nobody's excluded. Amen? We can't ride the pine anymore, y'all. We just can't. We can't do it. Amen? Look at the days we're living in. Amen? I do believe the times are short on this earth. And we ought to all be about our Father's business. Amen? Glory to God. Isaiah 55, 11, I love this, says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. When you release the word of God, it's got enough power to do whatever needs doing. Amen? It's going to bring forth the change that you're looking for in another person's life or in a region or in a community or in a marriage or in a family or in a school. Hallelujah. Whew. Get you a rhema. Get you a word and begin to quote not what you think about the situation but what God has said about that situation. Well, God, you said that by my stripes I'm healed. So why not just get on that for a while? Amen. Woo. I say it every day. By your stripes, Lord, you said. You know what God, I love about God? He said, you can put me in remembrance of my word. I'm not interested in what you got to say, but if it's something that I've already said, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear what I've already said. When you recount to God what he's already said, he said, you know what? I've got to put some anointing on that because those are the words that came out of my mouth. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Listen to this. Roman, uh, Revelation 12, 11. Love this scripture. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. I think I'm in a room tonight with a bunch of overcomers. And the very first thing that had to happen for us to overcome anything was the blood of the Lamb. 
But I'm amazed that God went right and coupled with that. The blood of the Lamb was what we say then. And the word of their testimony. They're overcomers because Jesus saved them. And then what they said about the rest of their life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Amen. Why don't we get on board with what God has said instead of what the doctor said, instead of what Aunt Susie said, instead of what's had the, the, the dictation of life that's happened in your situation? Amen. It's more powerful to say what God said. Woo. Ha ha ha. Yes, it is. I truly believe that we are entering a season where the body of Christ will begin to rise up and continue what the Lord has started. Now, get this. This is the kicker. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and watch what He does in and through you. Amen. I was funny. I was talking to Brother Love. He asked me to come. and I, He said, I want you to speak on do and teach. I said, okay. And then the next time I talked to him, I said, oh, I titled my message tonight uh, fulfilling your purpose I've got about 500 different ways to, to help you fulfill your purpose that's just what I've been called to I can't help it the enablement the the edification of the body of Christ at large to rise up and be who God's created them to be amen it's burning in me church it's burning me to see the body begin to move amen I know what's burning in you, brother. I know it. So as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, I got a scripture for it. This is good. We're going to talk about it a little bit, and we'll, we'll shut her down. Romans 6.13, I want you to get this. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but here it is, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. What a powerful scripture, isn't it? I love it. Now, I want to break it down just a little bit. You know that word yield, we're talking about yielding to the Holy Spirit, and I was talking to Denise about it coming up here, and she said, that don't mean at all what I thought it meant, but in the, in the, in the Greek tense, when he uses this word, it means to place beside or near. I want y'all to think about that for a minute. To place beside or near. And so what you do is you get this mental picture of, here's the Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Use me. Speak through me. Touch through me. Amen. It's time for us, church, to begin to move with purpose in our life. You know, the next time you pat somebody on the shoulder, do it with the intention of every time I touch this person, I am releasing the anointing. Mm -hmm. Amen? Every time I shake their hand, every time I hug their neck. Amen? Every time. To place beside or near. That's yielding. Now, that word members there is literally your body. And I touched on this earlier, you know, we, we're in the body of Christ. We've talked about the, you know, the old flesh, it's just terrible, you know. And, well, you know, this is what we got to work with, right? Your body, yield your members, yield yourself, your physical body to God to use. Now, 
This is the, my most favorite word in this whole scripture as instruments of righteousness. Do y'all know what instruments is? It's a weapon. That word instrument translates weapon. So then, we can, uh, we can say that when we yield ourselves to God, we become instruments in the hand of a mighty God. And He knows how to wield us. He knows how to, in the Old Testament, I hadn't read it in a long time, Brother Love, but it said, it said, it said God put on Gideon. He put, he put, he literally, and the idea is that like he took him like a glove and just placed him on himself. And God did the work. Remember, it's the anointing that does the work. So God's doing the work. He's just looking some, for somebody who'll come get right beside him and say, God, I'm not going away till you wield me, till you use me. Amen. Be persistent. Keep going before him. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Amen. We serve the God of the breakthrough. Amen. He's the breaker. He wants to break open some things in your life. He wants to break open some things in your finances, in your body, in your families. He wants to restore some things that have been broken. Amen. And guess what he wants to do? He wants to co-labor with you to get it done. We've been all, all right, but oh God, please do this. And I'm just going to sit over here till you do it. No, he wants us to co-labor with him to get it done, to bring about change. Amen? He'll answer you speedily. He's going to answer you speedily. There's even one scripture, you probably know where it's at, where the Lord said, I'm just going to answer you before you can get it out of your mouth. He already knows what we're thinking anyway. And so when we line up our thoughts with his thoughts, he can go ahead and begin to act before we even say something. That's, wrap your mind around that. That's kind of like the one in Ephesians where it says, we're the fullness of him who fills all in all. Huh? Wait a minute, God. I got to sit and think about that a while. I still hadn't figured that one out. How can I be the fullness of him who fills all in all? I know I am, and I understand the concept. You know see what I'm saying? Now, I understand that there are things in us. Let me go back. I'm not trying to beat up concepts. There are things in us that are in seed form, but they're not meant to stay that way. They're, begin, they're meant to grow up and become full-grown things in our lives. Amen? Whew. So, you're a weapon. Amen? Everybody say, I'm a weapon. In the hands of a mighty God. Woo! Give him a shout tonight. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.